we've been talking about this in the past and it was always on our list, but it was never a priority because there's so many things that come up and seem to prioritize over a directory. But recently, recently I was speaking with somebody, I think I can say her name. <laughs> so for, so as you know, I have a book, <laughs> I have a book out. And so um, as part of the promotion of the book is my publicists and myself reaching out to different media outlets to talk about the book and to promote the book. And one of the media outlets is... Welcome to season two of the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with artists and industry leaders from around the world. Our goal is to share knowledge, connect our community, and elevate the artistry of our craft. Hi, I'm Jesse Chu. Hello, I am Quinn Wynn, and we are the founders of the Paper Floors Collective. Hello, everybody. We haven't done over coffee in a while. And so we have so many plans right now. So many things that Jesse and I are brainstorming and trying to bring the community even closer together. And one of the really big projects that we decided to tackle on this year, and I think it's going to be in a long planning stage because this is going to be huge, you guys. So I'm going to tell you, let me see. Let me see if I'm back up on. So what we're going to be doing is a worldwide paper flower art installation. What does that mean? How did this come apart? So last year, I actually did a private workshop with some girls. And one of the girls actually worked for an amazing nonprofit art gallery in downtown Seattle. She reached out to me and says, you should really think about applying for our grant and making this happen. And when I went to her space to think like, oh, yeah, I can totally put together something. I walked into this huge room, probably four or 5,000 square foot. And my mind just exploded with ideas. But it was so much work. And I was thinking like, I wanted to fill the space with so many incredible paper floral creation, but there were so many like logistics that came up. And I was like, this is a great way to pull our members together and do something that's never been done before, which is have people from all over the world, create art pieces and put it into an art installation. How incredible is that? I'm really excited about this. So I've been brainstorming with Jesse and we've been talking about the logistic and it gets crazier and crazier as we're writing down all the moving pieces and pieces that needs to happen before we even can move the pieces. And so we are releasing today about what we're doing and we're doing a call out to let you guys know this is coming down in the pipeline where we are going to do an underwater floral exhibit have a huge environmental impact and what we're planning to do is the ocean covers how much how many percentage would you say the earth covers oh god i don't even know what the percentage is but apparently there's a lot of water (laughs) no there is actually percentage but i don't remember what it is And so it's a huge impact on earth. And as humans, we are dumping garbage every single day, tons and tons. As everyone knows, you can talk to anybody and everyone is always trying to figure out how can we be more environmentally sound and safe and think about the earth for our kids, our grandkids, future grandkids. Our paper flowers is made out of paper. It does break down and it is recyclable, whereas plastic and certain garbage do not break down the same manner as our product. And I think it's really important to focus on the beautiful things, but also show people underneath if you turn the leaf out that there are plastic. And Jesse and I were putting a good example is like in our garden, we're walking around and we'll see beautiful things and we'll look around and you'll see trash, like a a cup, Mm -hmm. a bag of chips, cigarette butts, things like that, water bottles that just sit there and you're kind of like, oh my gosh. So we wanted to create an art installation that when you first walk in, and this is my vision and I know it's going to change, but my vision is 
we have this huge space and we're going to create an underwater floral theme filled with seashells, with underwater florals, with coral wreath, with sea monsters and things like that. As you walk in, you see all these beautiful pieces. But then as you get deeper and deeper, you're going to see a lot of trash. And then when you turn around and exit the exhibit, you're going to see trash tucked in, in between all these beautiful pieces. And you're kind of like realizing that, yes, the first thing you're going to see is beauty. And then when you dig deeper, you're going to see the ugly thing. I I think this concept has been kind of in your brain for a while now, Quinn. Mm -hmm. And the more we talk about it, the more exciting it is because it's so relevant to Mm -hmm. today with the concerns about the environment being polluted and all Mm -hmm. that trash in the water. I think it's a great way for us to kind of incorporate that into into the fine arts world. I also think this is an amazing opportunity for a community to come together as artists and contribute together and have this exhibit not just here, but it could travel or it could go and be installed in, like you were saying, in like any of their, uh, like Microsoft, you know, if they sponsor us and we'll get to that in a moment in terms of all the logistics <laughs> involved, to have that up where everyone can see our paper flowers, first of all, um, our community's paper flowers, like internationally, and having that message, that reminder that, oh, there's garbage. There's also, unfortunately, garbage in our water and that intersection between beauty and beauty. The reality and- of life. Yeah. And the ugliness of our consumption. I think that's a really powerful message that would be in people's faces. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, I, I love the concept, but yes, I mean, logistically, Quinn and I were talking about just like great concept, but how do we put this together? Like, mm-hmm. what do we need? What steps do we need to take? So many things involved. And the whole idea is to be able to make it easy for everyone to participate. So we want to make it as easy for people to participate as possible. So there's a lot of work on our end. And which means creating tutorials that are going to be free. We're going to be gathering some key paper florists around the world that has volunteered to create free tutorials for this art installation. We are going to translate these tutorials into multiple language. That way it's accessible to a lot of different people. And if there's a need for another language, we will source that out and we can get everything translated. People can use and make. And then we have to figure out like where we're going to store all these art pieces until the day of installation. Then we have to do a call out for volunteers, come and help install all these different pieces. It's going to take a lot of manpower and mind power and money power to make this happen. And that's one reason why we are going to be writing grants. And we're going to talk about what are all these expenses going toward. And they're going to be going toward getting rentals so we can actually, well, first of all, storage so we can store everything. And then the day of installation, how we're going to take all these pieces to the art gallery to get it installed. We'll probably have to rent, be able to package everything in boxes so many boxes. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be like the mechanics of hanging everything or putting things in place. We'll have to cover that. Not only that, we're going to have to think about the piece that we have, how we're going to make it so it's relevant to the consumer that walks through. You need to have lighting, you have to have music, you have to have all these different pieces together. There's so many things that the list goes on and on, the advertisement part. How do we get the word out that this exhibit is happening? We are going through everything. We're going to put together a group of people that's going to help manage all this. And then most of it's, well, all of it's going to be volunteered and Mm -hmm. it's going to be huge. And I get a little bit overwhelmed and concerned about this, but I know with the people that we're going to be asking to be on here, it's going to, it's going to work. I just know it. And I think the passion of our community is over going to 
is going to even help it even more. So our call out today is to let you know this is coming down the pipeline and to be prepared because you know what? In 2021, paper floral industry is going to make a stamp in the world. People are going to know us more. All right. So the next thing that we're talking about, and this is another huge piece that we are currently working on, is a directory for the paper flower industry. Not only does this mean for paper artists, but also for vendors that supplies all these different art and materials and crepe papers to the paper artists. And the directory is going toward people who are looking to find a paper florist artist to make flowers for their wedding, their special event, for commercial work, for print or digital media, the list goes on and on. We don't have this right now. And the reason why it came up, Jesse, do you want to tell them the reason why it oh, is yes. concrete? And I mean, <laughs> this is something we planned before, but it, we realized we'll need it later. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so we've been talking about this in the past and it was always on our list, but it was never a priority because there's so many things that come up and seem to prioritize over a directory. But recently, recently I was speaking with somebody, I think I can say her name. <laughs> So for, so as you know, I have a book, I have a book out. And so as part of the promotion of the book is my publicists and myself reaching out to different media outlets to talk about the book and to promote the book. And one of the media outlets is Botanical Brouhaha. And Amy McGee is the founder of Botanical Brouhaha. She and I have been in touch about uh, talking about a a podcast and blog post and podcast episode to promote my book. But one of the things that we wanted to talk about was how to kind of combine the florist industry with paper flower industry. And so I had mentioned that we were putting together a paper florist collective directory. And the reason why it came up was because we wanted to help each other, wanted to help our industries. And she asked, you know, how can I help? And I said, well, we have this directory that we've always been meaning to put together. (laughs) And she's like, great, then we can talk about that. And so once I had that chat with Amy, I was like, Quinn, now we have a really great reason to put this on the top of our list because we're going to have an amazing platform to promote this directory. If you guys don't listen to Botanical Brohaha or follow Amy, you have to because she, one, she's an amazing person. And two, her podcast is just so informative. It's one of the leading podcasts in the florist industry. And a lot of top names are in there. Go to their blog, read about the florists. They're not just about their industry, but their journey. She has amazing guests. That platform, being on that platform and having the Paper Florist Collective on that platform being mentioned is amazing. I think it's an amazing opportunity for paper florists to be able to be found and discovered by florists and any other kind of other industries that are involved that want to work with paper flower artists. Exactly. So this this is the impetus for having this directory put together as soon as possible, uh, but to have as many paper florists on this directory as possible because the reality is once this is up, people will start looking for you. Florists will start looking for you to work with. Obviously that podcast is coming down the pipeline, but that podcast will, I think, really help Mm -hmm. with merging our industries together. So that's why we have the directory. And that's why we're working our butts off to Mm -hmm. get this directory together. And once we decided, (laughs) oh my gosh, we need to do this, the process started. So many. So many things. So many on the back end to wow. do. It's mind blowing. It's I'm so lucky. My husband is stepping in. He's a, a software developer. My nephew, the reason why we're pulled in my nephew, he actually is in the computer science world and he just finished high school and he actually lost his internship for the summer. And I told him like, 
I'll hire you for the summer at a super family discount rate, of course. And, <laughs> but he actually does a lot of programming. And so we pulled both of them together. My husband's actually managing my nephew and giving him a real working relationship experience for him to take to his next part in his college life. And they meet literally twice a week. We meet with them once a week. And then Jesse and I work during the weekday to get all the moving pieces together so they can do their part too. But if you guys don't know how, how it's so difficult. Like I had no idea there was so many pieces they had to figure out and write codes for, which I am totally unfamiliar with. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I do have these two amazing people in my life, plus Jesse to help us figure out all the different moving pieces and all the information that we need, we wanted to put in and can we put in and how mm-hmm. do you do the search function? Because, you know, mm-hmm. website itself is not an easy piece to say, oh, I want to search for XYZ. It is not as simple as that. And yeah. making it look pretty at the end result takes even mm-hmm. more creativity and development on software coding than you, one yeah. would imagine. Mm-hmm. And being able to find the right software online to be able to integrate with a website, to be able to code it and to put the input and then the output out mm-hmm. is so much more than, than anything that I've ever done with. So it's it's hard for me to explain because I'm still wrapping my head around all the moving pieces. Yeah, um, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. It's taken a little bit of my <laughs> lawyer thinking in terms of if you search for this, what will come out of that? And what kind of input do they need to put in in order for the output to be correct? And Mm -hmm. on both ends, right? On the one end, being a paper florist and signing up to be a member, what information do we need so that the output when it's searched is correct? And then a customer or the person who wants to look for a paper florist or vendor, what information do they have to put in? And how does that match with the information that the paper florist has Exactly. Um, has input. And like, it's yeah. actually been really tricky. Uh-huh. I'm trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. What part is possible and what isn't. Yep. I guess it's like, you know, all the tagging and all that coding stuff that we had no idea about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a, quite a learning process mm-hmm. and it's and taking the, a lot longer than we expected. And we're like, complexity. we can just do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, there's no app for it. There is yeah. no app to mm-hmm. put this together. Exactly. And the thing is, not only are we doing it, you know, North America, we're doing it worldwide. So how do you put the output? Do you say this is, you know, for example, China, and then you drill down to the province and then the city or then the town. How does one like on, you have to also think about the customer. Like I'm from, you know, Seattle, but I'm having a wedding in Shanghai. How do I mm-hmm. go about finding a paper florist over there? So I'm yeah. not having to carry it because you don't know, you know, travel is always an iffy thing. Yeah. And then I think the other thing was also working with Kajabi, the limits mm-hmm. that Kajabi has, which is Kajabi is our website platform. Yep. The limits that they have in terms of uh, on our end, what we can do on the face mm-hmm. of it versus what a coder can do on the back end. Yep. We don't know. So you guys, that is coming down the pipeline too. And we have such huge projects right now and we're trying to make sure that everything is on schedule which I think is difficult because there's so many moving pieces and so many people that we're relying on to get that input. We can make sure that the output looks great. And, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to like, input, output. <laughs> like, oh, I remember. Yes. The other tricky part was, you know, having, and this is very much a procedural thing, but, you know, protecting people's information 
Yes. You know, and in a way that was really important to us, being able to set up our website and the directory in a way that protects everyone's information and only certain people can access that information. And that actually made it more difficult because it created certain gateways that Quinn and I had to have to kind of approve. And that there's an approval process. Then there is a uploading process. And then there is a accessing process, Mm -hmm. security process. Like there's so many things in that. That's what has made it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And that requires coding too. And we had, like, honestly, I think when we started, we thought there must be an app you can just, or plug in that you just plug in, you know, just upload or download. And then- We were so naive. Magically directory (laughs) will come out. (laughs) There'll be like step-by-step wizards that we follow. And then at the end, it'd be like this really beautiful directory. But no, no. <laughs> unfortunately, we don't have a wizard to guide us through. We actually have to think about every little thing, yeah. every step of the way. Yep. And in fact, I think your nephew and your husband has been the, have been the ones asking the questions so that we know what, you know, how to how to go about yeah. um, the concepts. It's such a different concept. Mm-hmm. It really is. But I'm super excited that, you know, when this is ready, yeah. which actually it, it will come together in a several weeks. But once it is ready to go, I'm so excited to be able to say, tell other industries that, look, we've got a group of community of people that you can contact directly about whatever you want. And you only need to go to one place yep. and you'll find everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because our industry needs that. I think we're like, we're so scattered around the world. Yep. And because our industry is so new, even if people want to find us, people don't know how. Mm-hmm. And then like people might Google, yeah, that right? They'll Google. Amy says like, how do I find you? Yeah, exactly. People might like Google you, but what if you don't have a website or what if your SEO isn't great? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, that shouldn't prevent local, let's say local florists or other industry members that are not local, but who are looking for somebody in your particular area, that shouldn't prevent them from not being able to find you. Mm-hmm. Just because you're starting out and you don't have certain SEOs, like as long as you're on our directory and we've got our reputation on the line, we've got ways to promote it. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm going to have ways to promote it. Yep. Piggyback off of our following out of our place so in this industry time and effort. Yeah. And get back huge, on that mm-hmm. because we're going to be the ones spreading the word. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. 